It always made me feel itchy when things were out of place. I couldn't seem to settle unless everything around me was completely ordered. For instance, I'd just aimed a screwed-up piece of paper at the bin and missed. It had sailed beautifully over the room, hit the rim and fallen to the floor, where it now lay. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. I knew I should leave it there. Others would leave it. It really was no big deal. Caroline sat across the way. Head of wild auburn curls bent over her desk, engrossed in her current task. She was surrounded by a fort of sweet wrappers, invoices, brochures and photographs. She hadn't noticed anything was wrong. Of course she hadn't. To anyone else, there was nothing wrong. I stared resolutely at the actor's headshot I was holding, until the image swam before my eyes and it became a blur of a face, like a child's watercolour. My eyes flicked back to the paper on the floor. I drummed my biro against the desk. Just leave it there, Nicola. It was no use. With a heavy sigh, I stood up, walked across the office, picked up the piece of paper and dropped it in the bin, exactly where it belonged. I tried to convince myself I was just stretching my legs. Who was I kidding? Caroline looked up as I passed her, nudged out of concentration. Lunchtime? she asked hopefully. I gave her a wry smile. It's only 11.20, Caroline. She pulled her face and returned to typing, though how she did it, I had no clue. Her keyboard always seemed to be half-submerged under a sea of paper and neon post-it notes. How she ever managed to get anything done was beyond me. Important documents were nestled under other piles of documents, also important, yet she always managed to produce exactly what we needed and laughed at my disbelief when she did. Organised chaos, she called it. I called it black magic. The notion that anyone could live like that was bewildering to me. But Caroline Harper's desk was a perfect reflection of how she lived her life. At least her mess no longer annoyed me, which was testament to how much I'd grown to like her. I envied her easy manner. People's eyes lit up when they came in to see Caroline knowing they would be greeted with a hot cup of coffee and some kind words. Desperate actresses, bored and out of work, always left smiling, hope reborn inside them. On the phone, she laughed with potential clients, giggling at their stories. I was more suited to bookings, searching out new talent and ensuring the office ran smoothly. Caroline often said I was the cogs to her clock, which made more sense than most of her phrases. Yesterday's front-runner. He's all talk and no pyjamas more information than I really needed about her husband. We made a great team, Caroline and I, which was extraordinary, considering the rocky first impression I'd made at my interview four years ago. The Sullivan Agency, Bristol's largest actors' agency, was on the second floor of a Georgian building at the top of Park Street. Below, the street thrummed with the hustle and bustle of city life. Busy bookshops, cafes with colourful canopies, and beautiful vintage clothing stores lined both sides of the street and curved around the corner at the bottom of the hill. Initially impressed with the entrance to the office, a heavy oak door leading to a staircase lined with black and white photographs of the actors on their books, I felt nervous as I walked up. I paused on the landing, momentarily distracted by muddy footprints on a carpet the colour of clotted cream, fingerprints on the large sash windows, and a dying yucca plant. Could you even kill a yucca plant? Wilting in the corner. I'd breathed in and then out even more slowly, attempting to steady myself. 
the glass lettering on the door to the office announced the Sullivan Agency. I knocked tentatively, palms damp. Clutching my black leather satchel in one hand, I waited. My outline was reflected in the cloudy glass. I patted at my bobbed hair, trimmed that week. Come in, come in, called a bright female voice. Fixing what I hoped was a relaxed and confident smile on my face, I pushed open the door. Arrrr, screamed a small boy dressed as a pirate. He brandished a cutlass sword at my stomach. His eye patch meant I could only make out one menacing eye. I jumped backwards, one hand to my chest, and let out a yelp. Who be you, Arr? he asked, waving his sword from side to side. A woman, about ten years older than me, with a mass of red curls, kind eyes, and a small girl on her lap, looked up. Ben, don't scare the lady. Be nice.